Welcome to today's sports and entertainment podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm Sean Heath, and today I get the chance to have a show conversation with Mike Jolly, the inventor, founder, and president of the Iron Neck. Mike, how are you today? Doing great, Sean. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Um, I have to say, I really like the name of the company. I think it's pretty clear the part of the body that you're focused on. But before we do that, let's focus on why you're focusing on that. What? Tell me about your journey, both as an athlete and then moving into being an entrepreneur. How did you wind up with the Iron Neck? Well, about 2012, I lost a couple of my teammates that I played with at UCLA to CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And that got me thinking, how do we get CTE? What really is CTE? And I started digging in and doing some doing some work. As you mentioned, um, I played football at UCLA. I wrestled at UCLA. I've been a college football coach, high school football coach. So throughout this whole time, I've owned a gym, strength coach, certified, all of that. But throughout all this time, I've seen concussions. And when I started doing the research into CTE, I found out that the neurosurgeons and, and neurologists that I talked to thought back in 2012 that it was a good chance it was caused by concussions. Um, just like boxers, like Muhammad Ali, you know, they called it pugilistica uh, back then. Now they have a fancy, you know, name for it. But anyway, I... Then I started asking these same guys, like Dr. Robert Cantu out of Boston, who is on the NFLPA, you know, head and neck spine committee. I, I asked him, well, how do we prevent concussions? And there's no studies. There was no proof. But everyone I talked to that probably should have a pretty good gut feel of what would prevent a concussion told me the neck. Strong necks will prevent concussions. Now, logically, you go, what? How would that prevent a concussion? A neck. Shouldn't I wear a helmet? Shouldn't I, you know, wear a mouth guard? Isn't that better? Well, it's not because concussions happen from head snapping. And a football helmet can't prevent your head from snapping. As a matter of fact, a football helmet on a weak neck makes it even more likely that your head's going to snap because you have a bobblehead effect. So I started doing the research, and then along into 2014, a study came out uh, out of Colorado, 7,500 high school kids studied for two and a half years. And Dr. Robert Cantu and Don Comstock, some of the, the best, um, you know, MDs and PhDs in, you know, brain science uh, conducted this study. And what they found was very, very striking. One pound of neck strength increase will decrease your chance of being concussed by 5%. Now, think about that, Sean. And that, that's huge. Especially when you have a high school kid that has a weak neck. I mean, we can put on 20, 25 pounds of neck strength on a high school kid in a weak neck in about a month and a half using the iron neck. So, you know, 25 times 5, we start getting the idea of what we can do to help prevent concussions. But the, but, but the strong neck, you know, is the, uh, is the reason. So, my journey through football and wrestling, luckily when I wrestled, I had a huge neck at UCLA, a 23-inch neck. So 
I didn't get concussed but one time. But the other thing that we're finding out now, and we've known this for a while, Dr. Robert Cantu uh, did a paper that stated that every 80-yard drive in the NFL, an offensive lineman can get up to 18 sub-concussive blows. And we see the most CTE in linemen, offensive and defensive linemen and linebackers who every single play are taking helmet-to-helmet hits, which twist and, you know, glance off and rotate the head. We also know that 85% of all subconcussive blows and concussions happen from rotary acceleration to the brain. It twists the axons of the brain. So it's the rotary part that we have to, to deal with, that we have to stop. So, you know, I started looking into that. And I started saying, okay, well, geez, what is the best way to strengthen the neck? And, you know, we had these old four-way neck machines, very linear, no rotation. We had neck harnesses, leather straps that you strap on your head, and you put a 45-pound plate on it, very linear. And a lot of these things either don't work the neck out very well because you're using more body than neck, or they do damage to the discs and the spine. So. When I discovered that, you know, all of the neck muscles are diagonal fiber direction, so when they are contracted, it rotates the head, I said, okay, well, obviously, we have to strengthen the neck out in a rotational manner. We have to, you know, concentric contractions have to rotate the head against resistance, and then we'll get a full contraction of those muscles, and we'll strengthen the neck. And then when this study came out, about 85% of all concussions happened from rotary acceleration. I said, geez, we've got to be able to dissipate those blows to the head that rotate it before the head and neck reach the end of their range of motion and snap. And if we can do that, we can prevent concussions. So picture a linebacker. He breaks through the line of scrimmage. And, or, I'm sorry. Picture a running back. He breaks through the line of scrimmage. A linebacker hits him from the side. Helmet-to-helmet contact, perfectly legal, of course. But that contact is going to drive his head across his body and rotate it. Perfect scenario for getting a subconcussive blow or a concussion. So when the running back takes the hit from the linebacker on the right side of his helmet, his brain is going to slosh over to the right side of his skull and probably get pinned up against the skull. We're not concussed yet because it's just moved a slight amount. But then as that blow continues and the linebacker's helmet drives the running back's helmet and head across the body to the left shoulder and it starts to rotate the chin down, if I don't have a strong enough neck to stop that blow, before it hits the end of the range of motion, and dissipate the force of that blow through my neck into my body, it's going to snap. And when my head snaps, that brain will come off the, other, the right side of the skull, and it will fly across the inside of the cranium, and it will bounce off the left side, and then it bounces back and forth, and that's what we call brain rattle. And we want to stop brain rattle. We want to stop the, con- the concussion. So. 
the way to do it, I found out talking to these uh, neurosurgeons and neurologists was neck strength. And it's funny, Sean, because when I when I first started the company in 2012, I got out there, I went to the CSCCA, the College Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association uh, Strength Show, and I, you know, show up with this crazy looking thing. It looks like you've got a flying saucer on your head. And the coaches just thought I was crazy. Me and my wife, we were so proud of this thing, you know, because we knew it strengthened the neck. We knew it did because we had proof of the kids we've used it on uh, in SoCal. And they thought we were nuts. But now all of the great strength coaches use the iron neck in their programs and colleges and NFL and NHL and rugby and NASCAR. I mean, we're across the board now. But, I mean, that's a really long-winded answer to your question. No, it was absolutely perfect. And you know what's, what I find interesting about that story is you show up at that convention, right? And you've got this device. That wasn't day one for you. You had already had the eureka moment where you jump out of the bathtub and go running down the street yelling, eureka, I figured it out. You'd already had that. And you had the data to back it up. And you had already gone through all of the prototypes and the testing to get that device. It had to be a pretty good feeling to know, okay, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I know what I'm talking about. That had to be a pretty good feeling, right? Well, it, it was a good feeling, but it was also frustrating because they wouldn't come to the booth. They would not come over to the booth. And luckily, I had coached at UCLA uh, this summer program. So... They'll, they'll take junior college coaches, they'll bring them up, or high school coaches sometimes. So I was coaching West L.A. College and Santa Monica Community College. And during the summers, I'd, I'd help out at the high school coaching program that UCLA coaches put on. And when I was doing that, Carl Durrell was the coach, and Doc Kreese was the strength coach. So I got to know Doc, because so I'd go in early and I'd use the weight room and work out with him and that kind of thing. So Doc Kreese is one of the founders of the CSCCA, which is considered you know, the best certification you can have for college and pro uh, strength and conditioning coach. So Doc was one of the founders. I had no idea. So Carl Durrell, he had left. I hadn't seen Doc in probably three or four years. So my wife and I are sitting at the booth frustrated because we do know we've got something great, and no one will come over because they think we're crazy. Um, you know, it's just it's just a weird, weird thing. Anyway, Doc sees me. He's there. He goes, calls me Jolly Man. He goes, Jolly Man, what are you doing? And one of his buddies, Ethan Reeves, who's a strength coach at Duke, had seen the iron neck, me demonstrating it. And Doc asked him that night at dinner, and I'm trying to find a, a neck strengthening harness thing. You seen anything at the show? And Ethan goes, yeah, there's this guy that has this crazy thing he puts on his head. You should check it out. It looks like it might be something. So Doc was looking for me. Didn't know it was me, but when the founder, one of the eight founders of the CSCA comes over and hangs out at your booth for an hour and a half, that changes things. And because he came over, other strength coaches started stopping by. And, you know, that first design, when I look at it now, it was so rudimentary. It was a big, we'd start with a big 33-pound chunk of aluminum, and I would mill it and that we would turn it with a lathe in a shop in Torrance, California, some good friends of mine, 
they actually make a whole bunch of rockets for you know NASA and SpaceX and, and Patriot missiles. So they have this really really great machine shop. And my iron necks would be hanging next to a Saturn V rocket engine. Pretty crazy. But you know they they helped me out. I mean I couldn't have done it without those guys. And they helped me out. But you know it was really rudimentary. Blow up bladder inside this big chunk of aluminum that you that you put on your head and. And then, you know, it had a little truck that would run around the outside to get the rotation. So it, it had all the elements that you needed, and it worked. Now, fast forward through four iterations of that design, and we come to the 2018 model, which is so much better. There's no metal anymore. It's all injection mold. Brought the price way down. We have a couple different models, so high schools can afford them. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's just so much much, much better product than it was before. It fits better on the head. Girls will actually use it now, you know, because before it was too heavy. It was actually 13 pounds. And I thought, that's great, 13 pounds, because I, I had a reason. Navy SEALs, night gear, vision night gear, full-on helmet with everything that they have when they go into the field, weighs 13 pounds. So I was like, yeah, well, this is the same as a Navy SEAL helmet. You know, so anyway, physical therapist. Uh, athletic trainers, especially when they're recovering people from neck injuries, they didn't like the weight. Now it's under three pounds. Three pounds. It does everything it's supposed to do, and you know we're having uh, we're having great success. We're just we're just getting to that tipping point where people finally are buying in and they finally get it. You know. So now when we go to a show, I have that great feeling of yeah, here it is. But people come over. Oh, I've heard about you. I've seen you. I've, I've I want this. I need this. I just got back from a trip up north uh, and went to Stanford, 49ers, Oakland Raiders, a couple big MMA gyms, De La Salle High School, that's seen that 151 wins. They're all in on the Iron Neck. I mean, Stanford is buying Iron Necks, so every single athlete at that school uses Iron Neck. So, I mean, it's it's just come full circle. I find it hilarious that you just said, so I just got back from up north, and you were talking about San Francisco. That's funny to me. Well, um, California's so, a long state, Sean. It's a long, long state. Now, you got to remember that, right? It'd be like going from the tip right. of Florida all the way up to, I don't know, Virginia. So, yeah, it's up north for us. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I've heard football and wrestling both described as games of angles and geometry and leverage. And it seems like such a natural thought progression. Oh, well, if I'm getting hit from all these different angles, I need to protect in that rotational thinking. And for you to have have sort of come up with that idea that leads me to believe that you have a a sort of unique eye as as an athlete and a coach and now as a strength trainer you have a unique eye into maybe things that are missing maybe other things that need to happen are there some trends that you've noticed say in the last year or two that have really sort of caught your attention and you thought okay this is the direction we're going well yeah i mean functional training has been a trend in the last, you know, five years, I'd say. Uh, some people take it too far and it gets too cute, uh, you know, with all the different exercises they'll do. Uh, some some people that use the iron neck take it too far and they do other things while they're wearing the iron neck that 
is a little too cutesy for me. I mean, strengthen the neck. Get it done fast. Get it done quick. Build it. Make it strong. Protect your brain. But, um, yes, I have some other products in the pipeline. And later this year, we are going to uh, release the Cirque Trainer. And the Cirque Trainer is another way to use rotation for a full body, full body movements that's very, very functional. And I believe it's going to be a it's going to be a big big hit. It's going to be much more mainstream than the Iron Neck is, and I think that we're going to have we're going to have pretty good success with that. But yeah, functional training when it's done right, uh, we want to be able to with the Iron Neck, for example. I want to put the head in the neck under load, under stress, in every possible position that it can be on a football field, on a soccer field in an MMA ring, on a, on a wrestling mat. Uh, so when you get that blow to the head or a body blow that can snap your head, uh, you're, you're, you're ready to dissipate that force. So it has to be functional. You know, just doing a squat in the gym isn't functional. Now, squats are, never say never do a squat. You've got to do squats. You've got to build the muscle structure, but at the same time, you've got to do some kind of functional movements so that that squat actually, you know, coordinates with movements that we actually do on the field to do our job, whatever that whatever that might be. And, yeah, leverage, angles, really, really important wrestling, football, MMA. Um, our neck's getting pretty big in, in the MMA uh, circles, too, because of that. Wrestlers, boxers, they, they get the angles, they get the, the leverage you have to have and you've got to have a strong neck well i have to say i really enjoy seeing someone have a good intelligent idea and be able to get people to listen to them like you have so i'm really happy for your success um i do have one last question obviously as a thought leader in this industry and an innovator in this particular field what do you see coming as far as this training sort of approach? Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny. You look at you look at the industry right now, and you think, wow, a lot of great stuff out there. But people are going to invent new things. Things are going to happen um, that you're going to go, wow, how come someone didn't think of that before? You know, but I, I just think that the functional training hooked in with true strength training of the body parts that we need to have strong, basically everything, more core, more core elements. I mean, here, here's a good example. Let's just look at football. Let's look at UCLA and now UCLA and USC. So USC is more of the big strong, you know, we're going to clobber you, we're going to force our will on you. Now with Chip Kelly at UCLA, it's going to be different. It's going to be more finesse football. So, you know, what's more functional? I think the more finesse football that, that UCLA is going to have and is going to be running with, you know, hopefully, I'm rooting for it, um, you know, in the future is more, fin more finesse, more functional more functional athletes that are more coordinated, 
and you know can can really do the job. I mean, I mean, you look at at teams in the NFL, and the teams that are really good have great offensive linemen that are are really good athletes. They're coordinated. They're quick. They can get out in, into space, and they can track down a linebacker or a defensive back. So I just think that functional training is going to just improve and improve and improve and get better, and people are going to come up with ideas and inventions that are going to enhance that training. You know, you bring up an interesting point in the in the two really distinct styles of UCLA football and USC football. But ultimately, the style of football you play doesn't matter, and it's not as important as how prepared you are physically. And since the neck is the only thing connecting your head to the rest of your body, it seems like it would be a pretty good idea to maybe make neck training mandatory. Let's just make that part of what we do as strength training. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there are a couple states now that have made it mandatory uh, across the country because they understand how important neck training is. I mean, the bottom line is this. We need to start training the neck when you're in seventh grade. I don't believe we should have tackle football until seventh grade. And in seventh grade, you need to start training your neck. Young brains are more susceptible to damage than older brains. And that's all the way through college. We really, really need to protect the brain. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that is through neck strength. The neck is the shock absorber to the brain. And if we have a strong neck, we can dissipate the blows to the head through that neck cylinder into the body, and we protect the brain. And the helmet companies will tell you they will not, they can't protect you against concussions. They can't. Contusions, yeah, they keep your eyeballs in your head, but they will not protect you against concussions. It's impossible. You have to have a strong neck cylinder. It is a shock absorber. And we've got to take this to the Pop Warner Leagues, into high school. It's got to be strong. That's why we came out with a varsity model, which lowered the price down to, you know, 425 bucks for iron necks. Um, and now it's accessible to high schools. And we are, we're probably in, I think, 300 high schools now. And, you know, people are figuring it out. And it's so important. I mean, this is why I invented the iron neck. Not to get rich, not to make money. I invented the iron neck to protect brains. Period. Plain and simple. What was the best way to protect the brain? Neck strength. What's the best way to strengthen your neck? It's the iron neck. Period. End of story. And, that's what I'm all about, and that's what this company's about. Well, yeah. Go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say you are definitely on a on a good mission, and I wish you the best of luck because you're 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 approaching a a really serious situation in a very logical and educated way, and I I really I can appreciate that. Today I have been speaking with Mike Jolly, the inventor founder and president for the Iron Neck. Mike, thanks for taking time today. I really have enjoyed this. No, I have too. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, I hope you have a great day, and I want to get a commitment from you that when you roll out this new product later this year that I get to talk to you again, and we can go into details on that. Is that a deal? That is a deal. Look forward to it. Fantastic, Mike. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.